The reason people aren't financially free is they don't know what to do and they don't know where to start. I want you to join Joey and I at the Virtual Inner Circle Live April the 4th through the 6th as we share with you the exact answers to those questions. We only do this event one time per year. I don't want you to miss out. Go to wealthwatchwallstreet.com forward slash live and enter promo code podcast. When you're at this event, you're going to get your investor DNA. You're going to get access to up to six different passive income strategies. So you know, leaving this event exactly what to do, taking our decades of knowledge so that you can start becoming financially free. Go to wealthwallstreet.com forward slash live and enter the promo code podcast. In this episode, you're going to get three big takeaways that we should all think about as parents as we're trying to work with our kids around money. One is setting great expectations, things that we expect from every single member in our family to do, and that means getting rid of allowances. Secondly, we should also think about things that our kids can do to make money and to pay for the expenses that they already have, like think their phones, think their toys, think about the cars that they drive. And lastly, you're gonna find ideas of how they can make extra money for those opportunities and things that they want to do, think, hey, we're gonna go on a family trip, why don't you help us pay for it by planning it? Why don't you help us think through the subscriptions that we have that maybe we're no longer using? All of those things that can create value for the family and get paid for it while learning more about money along the way. That's right, our guest today is Scott Donald, who's the owner of Grady Stack, an app that will actually teach your kids the value of value creation. And man, I'll just tell you, the couple of buzzwords that he shared with me, Russ, that I thought were amazing is that consistency compounds. So when we think of teaching our kids about money, it's always like hit or miss. Like maybe once every blue moon, we think about it. We throw some money at them. We like, oh, let's sit down and read a book together. But nothing consistency. And then the second thing is, man, we're not raising kids. We're raising future adults. And if you're thinking about it that way, how will that change the way you approach teaching your kids about finance? I'll tell you a great opportunity we had with Scott is to do a webinar where we break down this in even more detail. And so if you're available, jump into wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash dinner table so that you can get all of those behind the scenes insights and learn those things for yourself. If you're ready to jump into the rest of this episode, let's dive in right now. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now, here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Wealth Without Wall Street Tribe, I am so stoked to introduce you to our friend Scott Donald and his amazing way to help learn, teach your children how to manage money. Scott, so glad to have you. Good to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. It's going to be great. This is a, a learning for kids moment opportunity for you, Tribe, including you, Joey. And I'm excited, Scott, that you're going to be able to help us uh, clarify ways. Because as as adults, we we struggle with the concept of how do we teach our kids how to properly steward the money. And I don't know about you as you're listening to this, but if you make the mistake that I make, which is trying to figure out how to pay them and ultimately probably not do it the appropriate way. So Scott, really quickly, 
how did you get into even the the process of trying to build something like this for parents so that they would know better how to teach their kids about money? Yeah, um, a sum total of zero of us adults learned this stuff as kids. Um, so that's the first problem. Um, banks don't care about kids because they don't have deposits. And the school system's not teaching it. So our first business 15 years ago was a company called Apex. And I, I started it to help my wife raise money for her school. Um, she was a first grade teacher. Now she's at home with our four little kiddos. But we launched that company and the, the school made like $50,000. Okay, so it became one of the best fundraisers in America and it just exploded. So now it's in 48 states. We've got hundreds of franchisees, served millions and millions of families uh, and raised billions of dollars for schools. And it's a great profitable company. Like you, you get a percentage of the funds raised, you cover your costs, you make a few thousand bucks, you move on. It's called Apex Leadership Co. Well, incredible company, huge service to the school system. I started to realize immediately, these kids are not learning money skills. They're not learning practical skills for real life. They're not learning critical thinking, persuasion, negotiation, like the list just goes on. You know, how does algebra help you with budgeting? Like that, that kind of thinking, like we jump to the theoretical and the complex without going through the basics of the real world. And so that's really what led us down this path to we started doing business fairs with kids. Now there's thousands of those. We started Gravy Stack, which is our banking app for kids and teenagers where they learn all the principles of how to create value, how to earn. They're dealing with real money. They learn how to save, spend, share, and invest. But really, it's it's you can't learn these things through homework. That's what we've learned. You have to learn about money through actual money. And that's why allowances doesn't work. Allowance is basically codependency and socialism. It's like, here, kids, here's money every week for existing. And even if you make them do some chores, that's even worse because now they're not connecting the value creation that they need to with the work. And half those things you shouldn't be paying for. Scott, just, Scott, no, people, people just pulled over on the side of the road. Like they just almost had a wreck when they heard you say allowance is socialism. <laughs> but here's the funny thing about it. Everybody almost had a wreck, but they also agree with you wholeheartedly. It's like they knew that there was a problem, yep. but they're just recreating the thing that they know, right? right. Allow it. I mean, I'm guilty as charged, right? Russ, the same way. And that's how I was, you know, this is what you do with your kids. You just give them an allowance because they're doing certain tasks around the house. But to your point, like, so, so talk more about some of those other problems yeah. that you see. Well, chores is also archaic. So the other side of the coin is, okay, some people just, they give an allowance because at least they want their kids to like learn to spend or save or whatever. Your kids don't need to learn how to spend your money. They'll never become generous. They'll never become investors. They'll never budget wisely if it's just your money. They'll just spend it or they'll hoard it. The other side of the coin is the chores coin. Every family has conflict over chores. They're constantly reminding the kids they're having to take them through it a bunch of times. The kids forget. They still get paid. But then the worst is when parents say, well, my kids are the good kids. They just do all the chores like they're told. We don't pay them anything. Well, then how are your kids learning about money? You are paying for everything in their life. So now they're not even dealing in it. That's the problem. And then the worst is also parents really don't have a system here because, you know, here's what I've seen. 
most parents, they do allowance or they don't do allowance and just make the kids do chores. And then they try to do some sort of a lemonade stand or they'll do a one-off business here and there, like go sell this, go to like a one-off, but it's not systematic. And then they get them a bank account when they hit puberty and they think that they've done the job or they don't know any better. So they're like, I guess this is the good week, the best we've done. You've, you've hit about 1% of what is required for kids to launch into the world with success. And so that's the problem as it stands. You know, if you constantly have conflict over chores and nagging over trying to do things over and over again, you either give them free money but to exist or you don't deal at all with money and then they gain entitlement because you're paying for everything. And entitlement and victimhood and spoiling, that's the worst plague. No, nothing's worse than like an entitled kid that grows up to be an adult that blames everybody else whenever something goes wrong. It's my parents' fault. It's the government's fault. It's my employer's fault. Yeah, well, it leaves them going to college and saying, oh, well, you should pay for it, right? Like it's, this is your expense. I think it leads parents into believing that they should pay for college. Yeah. Because that, that's been, you've paid for everything all the way up to this point. Why is this my responsibility? You're a bad parent if you do this. I think as parents, we want so much more for our kids than we wanted for ourselves. And for most of us, we weren't given anything, right? There was no allowance. I, I wouldn't work weekends with my dad, getting on roofs and painting houses and you know doing yards, whatever it may be. I was always having to, to leave college on the weekends to go make money so to yeah. have enough for the week to spend. But yet now Joey and I have made this concept of, oh, well, we're going to pay our kids for being marketing arms for our business, right? They'll do things. We have them reading books, coming on podcasts, showing up to events. And that way we can give them money, put it in their account, and then they're going to use their money to pay for the, you know, the art lessons, the ballet, you know, the, the swim team, all the things. And those are dollars that no longer we're really having to pay, you know, ordinary income tax on that we're winning. But we're still losing because they don't necessarily see all the connection to it. So right. tell me, right? Like help me as a parent be better in this. Help me figure out what is the solution. We understand the problem. The problem is, is that we got entitlement and socialism. We're not teaching them the value of money. I'm an idiot. Joey's an idiot. What's the solution? Yeah. So we, we can go into a bunch more problems. Like, by the way, side note, did you know 56% of College kids drop out and don't get the degree, but they still have the debt. Oh, uh, Scott. Now Russ, Russ is starting to throw up over here. Like, yeah, we do need to hear yeah. more of these problems. Russ, before and, we get into the solution, you got to understand. The all right. It, we'll, we'll go into the solution in a second, but I, I want to be clear with the families. It's like, I know how families work, right? We've worked with millions of them. We've got four kids of our own. What a lot of parents do is when they have a side moment from their work, from their business, from just all the busyness of life, they get this moment of clarity, like, oh, I got to do something to help the kids learn that. So then they like jump in and do like a one-off, right? And that also doesn't work because let me tell you something, consistency compounds. That's one of the great John Maxwell quotes. I was with him three days ago in Cabo. Consistency compounds. And so a lot of parents, they try to wake up to this. They're like, yep, allowance doesn't work. The chore thing's a problem. So I'm going to create a whiteboard list of stuff, or I'm going to create an Excel sheet of stuff, or I'm going to write these things down for you to do. And it's usually a one-off because they run out of cash to pay them. They run out, they just, 
it's annoying because you got to erase it and start over. So you do it for like a month and then you stop because consistency compounds. So the issue is they don't actually learn long term and it's not exponential. So what do you do with that? Well, one of the easiest things to remember is that kids don't care about money by and large. Okay. Only 5% of children have that entrepreneur DNA. They pop out of the womb. Like, how am I making money, dad? Where am I making money, mom? Like that's 5% of children. The other 95% of kids need a motive. And the way that you give kids a motive is by handing off responsibilities and expenses. Okay. And we're going to unpack this way more in our training. We're going to do a free training on top of all this for financial literacy, family legacy. That's coming right with the link that you guys are going to give to everybody to join us because we're, we only have so much time in 25 minutes, but without motive, the kids don't actually have a reason to care. You paying for everything, you covering all their issues. You know, a lot of parents, they think that my job is to give my kids everything I never had. If I want to be successful, I'm going to give my kids all the opportunities I never had. I'm going to pay for all the things I didn't get growing up. And that is a, the motive there is love. But the results of that are catastrophic, right? No kid becomes entitled and spoiled overnight. It's, a, it's like a death by a thousand cuts. You, you just step into this all the time. And especially like maybe the person that's not working and earning the income that's like, I got to teach these lessons. The other spouse is the one that's like, no, we got to pay for all these things. We got to protect and provide and make it secure and give them the safest, happiest life. Okay, well, nobody learns from success and ease. Everybody learns from healthy struggle. That's where you grow. And so how can you, with love in your home, create a system of healthy struggle where kids can grow? That's really the key. And so that's what Gravy Stack and our dinner table trainings do is help you put those processes inside your home where you can thrive. So that's our that's our three E home economy system, which we'll unpack on the the free training for everybody. We can go into some of it today. No, I, I'm glad you said that. I mean, it is definitely an issue that we have as parents is that we do follow that approach. We're not getting any closer to helping them. We may be helping them get further away from it, and it's the opposite of what we want because we're not trained. We have no education on how to do this. Even if we're great business owners, amazing investors ourselves. And another frustration I have within my house is just not seeing that entrepreneur itch in the four of my kids, right? Like I want them all to say, I don't want to go to college. I want to start another business. And like, I'm all in, like I'll, I'll not only help you pay for it, I'll, I'll help you work in it, but I don't see that. And so I get frustrated, but yet I'm not actually motivating them in the right way. So let's talk about how do I start motivating my children? What is the proper way to start teaching them this stewardship of money? Well, and by the way, Scott, before you jump in, I just want to, for Tribe, don't miss the opportunity. If you're listening to this live or you can hear it after the fact, go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash dinner table, wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash dinner table, so you can get access to the training and the resources from this, today's show. So Scott, go ahead. Yeah, and, and Gravy Stack is our tool. That's the bank, the the gamified banking system that teaches them all these money skills. And then Dinner Table is the content side. 
So it's all the resources, the courses and workshops on family legacy, the financial skills for parents. So we call on this training the dinner table because that's where you go to get all the training as a parent. Because again, what you don't what you don't learn gets passed on just as much as what you do learn. Okay. And also what you don't heal from gets passed down from generation to generation. Trust me. Let me say this real quick. There's a lot of trauma out there that everybody talks about. And it's all painful and it's all hard and it's all bad. You know what no one talks about? Money trauma. Nobody, there's no counselor or psychotherapist out there that has ever talked about money trauma. How you were raised to think about money or how you viewed money or the things you saw as a kid with how your parents dealt with money probably has more of an impact on how you live your life today than almost any other thing that happened to you. And nobody talks about it. So we'll unpack that on the uh, the free training too. Russ, I, I don't know. Scott could just continues to cut the wounds. I don't... I, is there is there any tourniquet? Can we put a tourniquet on? <laughs> no, he's pouring or? salt on the wounds at this point, man. man. They, and he's cutting. All right. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how old you are or what age your kids are. You can start now to completely transform your family for generations. So I'll start with the money stuff. Because right. I when I say family legacy, it's it's much bigger than just money. Okay. Right. So let's start with this. What is money? Is money good? Is money bad? What is it? Most families, when they think, oh, financial literacy, oh my goodness, I have to teach the kids. They actually go straight to money without understanding what it truly is. And if you make money the only objective, it becomes identity. And nothing, that's actually a bad thing because if money becomes the identity and the report card and all you focus on, it's a, it's a one big keeping up with the Joneses, never ending report card. Right. But if you actually learn what money is, it's a great starting point for your kids. Money is a store of value. It's not good or bad. It makes you more of what you already are. And if you and you either learn to master it or it's going to master you as your identity. So we need to teach our kids first about value. Money is a result of creating value. So you start there. And, you know, we'll unpack this again way more in the training. But when you start to think about life as creating value for others in a lot of different ways, money is the reward of creating one type of value. It's called material value. It's what you create and you produce. So, Russ, you mentioned this thing about you want your kids to all be uh, become entrepreneurs like you right. because of the freedom it's gained you, right? Yep. Well, not all kids are going to be become entrepreneurs, right? It's the studies are they show very clearly that only a small percentage of people can actually handle that, and and have the DNA D two D four gene mutation that allows them to become more entrepreneurs. However, every teenager, every kid, every college kid or young adult, they need to be learn to become entrepreneurial. There's a big difference between entrepreneur and entrepreneurial. If you have an entrepreneurial mindset, you are finding problems wherever you go to solve. You are creating value for everyone around you all the time. You are finding wants and needs and getting them to other people. And that's just not that's not just a money thing. That's what makes for great family members. That's what makes for great friends. That's the person who gets the job or the raise or the promotion right? That's the captain of the sports team. 
You see what I'm saying here? So that's why we have to take a step back from money and we talk about value creation. I, I wish that capitalism was not called capitalism. I wish it was called value createism because that's truly what it is at the end of the day. The French were the people that called it capitalism. They, it was like a, a, a slap across the face to us. They're the ones that named it. And so now the people think of capitalism. Some people love it like us. Other people think it's a stain. It's a negative. Mm. If you call it value createism, which is what it actually is, it's a bunch of people serving their fellow humans and creating value, solving problems, getting them wants and needs. So the first step in the home is how do we train our children to learn to create all these different types of value everywhere they go? Okay. That's step one. Before you even talk about money, money is the result of value. So we train children, right? Do not connect money to time and effort. So many kids, they think allowance is how I get money. Hourly wage is how I get money. I, I turned a year older. I got money on my birthday or Christmas. So many times that's how, look at the last time your, your kids got money. Most people listening, you're gonna be like, wow, yeah, the last 10 times they got money, it was just for existing. We have to detach money, right. time and effort. If you can connect it to results, now we're in the right game. So what we train is the way that you create value for others and solve problems and get wants and needs and do things around the home that create value, do things in the neighborhood that create value, use your brain to create value. When you create and produce things, money is usually the reward for that in, in one type of value. There's also emotional and spiritual value and other things that, that create an incredible life. But value has to be that first step. And that's our book, Value Creation Kit. If you've listened to our show for any length of time, you've heard us talk about infinite banking and how we were able to use that concept to create over $50,000 a month in passive income. But it's just not that easy to figure out how does this all connect into my own personal system? Stallion, that's why we created the Passive Income Operating System, bro. It shows you how to turn active income into passive income. It makes all the steps come together. If you would like to get access to it as a podcast listener, we've never given this away in public before. Go to whatswhatwallstreet.com forward slash P-I-O-S. There was nothing worse than walking into class when you're in school and the teacher saying, pop quiz day. Why? Because you were unprepared. Are you unprepared though for financial freedom? Don't be. Find out how close you are by taking our 30 second quiz at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash quiz. When you're teaching your kids about value, obviously, I think the, the first question that comes up in my mind is how do I assign a dollar figure to that value? What does that process look like? Because doing different things that create value have different levels, right? Like if my kid wanted to uh, pressure wash my driveway, there's a cost to doing that, right? And I, I know if I were to do that or go pay someone to do that, there's a cost and I would pay them. If my son decided he wanted to go out, buy a pressure washer and go do that for my driveway, be like, oh, that's super cool. There's a price to that. How do we, how do we do that? How do we create appropriate value? Or is it just having them see that there's value is important and the dollar figure that goes with it is not necessarily as important? I think having money attached is very important for sure. So when they create value, 
um, around the home, around the neighborhood, there's a dollar amount rewarded for it. And those are our gigs, which I'm guessing we're getting into next uh, in Gravy Stack. But you have to attach that dollar value. What we train parents is, hey, if your kids are in charge of expenses in their in their life, if they're if you're passing off things to them, which is what we train, the three E home economy, expectations, expenses, extra pay opportunities, you're you're gonna want to pay them a dollar value that's good, right? We have thousands of families in Gravy Sack right now that they're these kids are earning hundreds of dollars a month at least because the parents have now given them expenses in the home worth hundreds of dollars that they were paying for before and now the kids are in charge of. If you make that one switch, your kids learn a ton. They learn budgeting. They learn price of goods, which is value of goods. They learn trade-offs between goods. All these are critical skills that almost no kids really learn at home. They also learn delayed gratification, goal setting, how to auto split your funds for saving and investing and sharing first and then spending the rest after you've done the right things. When that is done, your kids start to understand the different values of things. I love it when my kids come to me, they're like, hey dad, I wanna sweep the garage. I wanna wash the windows and make dinner. And I think that's worth $15. What do you think? And I'm like, I think that's worth 11. <laughs> 13. So it's like, I imagine a world where your children come to you with things that they want to do around your house to create value, to pay for the things that you used to pay for. So let's differentiate them between those items and chores. Cause I heard you say that earlier is that there's, there is a difference maker there. How do I know what is a chore? What is something that they participate in as a family member as compared to things that they're creating value? Because I mean, there's value in washing the dishes, but also they're the ones that use the dishes. I think they should do it. How else would you make that differentiation? Yeah. So let me just briefly walk you through the three E's. Okay. So the first E in the home economy is expectations. These are the things that are your role in the family. You do not get paid for these things. This is just part of being a Donnell, which is our last name, right? If you want to carry our last name and keep it, you're going to do these things in the home. And we don't pay for those. You should never pay your kids for making their bed, cleaning their room, getting dressed in the morning, doing their homework, you know, dishes and trash. You named a couple more of the, usually the expectations. And then once you've set the ground rules, Everything else is free game. But don't forget the second E, which is ex expenses. Expenses are the categories of things that most parents just pay for without thinking about it for their children, without realizing that if their kids were responsible for being in charge of them, they would learn a whole lot more and be a whole lot more helpful around the house. So you pass off expenses. I'll, I'll give you a good example. Social outings for teenagers. That's a big one. Toys, games, you know, your first phone, whenever, whatever the age is, which we could, that's a whole nother conversation. The first time they get technology or whatever it would be, make them make all the money for every single dollar of it. And they will treat it like a prized possession for many years. It'll be in mint condition. They will be responsible with it. Okay. Most parents just buy that. By the way, I think a, a great tip just for everyone listening. If you have young kids and you're trying to figure out when to get them their first phone, Start with an Apple Watch. Start with something where they can't scroll online and look through a bunch of 
social and games, but they can still communicate with you. Start there. If you're trying to figure out what's the appropriate age, that's just a side note, but make them pay for every dollar of that, right? Um, I just had a parent make their kid pay for the cavity they got out of their spend jar. Oh, that, that really digs into the sugar drinks and the candy. That kid has been flossing and brushing his teeth twice a day without being told for like a month. So the more that we give our kids expenses to be in charge of and hold the boundaries of it, now you have an answer whenever they ask you for stuff because you're doing the gigs, which is the extra pay opportunities. And we have a hundred of them inside a gravy stack that you just automatically, they repeat their auto set. You set it once and forget it. And now they know exactly where to go at all times to add value to the family, to earn the money they need to earn to cover the things that they're in charge of. This is how you raise future adults. We're not trying to raise kids. We're trying to raise future adults. So you have to match the environment of the real world. It's just that no parent has really ever had an easy way to do that. And Gravy Stack makes it very simple. The banking's hooked up. Their accounts are all there. Every dollar they make auto splits between save, spend, and share. Um, and then they have an unlimited opportunity of gigs. The thing you mentioned was what we like to call the brain gigs. Right, Russ? So you start right. with action gigs, which some people can kind of relate to some chores. But there's so many more things that our kids can do around the house to help us and learn and grow that I'm happy to pay a few bucks for. So brain gigs are like, why not have your child read a really powerful article on mindset or investing and then talk about it? Have them tell you what are the three things that they learned and they're going to apply to their life right now. And that's a gig. They add its so, value. So when a, a mom is really interested in their daughter learning different things about going off to college and what the experiences of that might entail, and there's a podcast she hears and she really wants said daughter to listen to podcasts. By the way, this is all in a hypothetical sense. Hypothetically speaking. And, yeah. and they ask that daughter over and over and over again, have you listened to it? The answer is no, no, and no. Had there been a dollar figure assigned to that, that would have been at a gig. Hypothetically, that thing might get listened to. Is that Especially what if, if said daughter had a sporting equipment she needed to buy. Exactly. Especially if she had gas she was in charge of driving her car plus insurance and probably half the car. For the last five years, every dollar she saved, you match it for her first car. Once they, once they see, oh, I need to plan ahead. I got hundreds of dollars of things I'm in charge of buying. If I want to get them, I got to do some gigs. I got to create value. Yep. You better believe she's going to listen to that podcast. So we, we talk about this in our show, Smart Money Parenting. It's just quick 15 minute tidbits for families. My buddy Chad and I run it. It's on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to them. But we, we hit these topics all the time. We actually have kids. There's a gig that we have in the app about the ROI of college. We want kids to research the ROI of college. We want them to understand what different degrees, what, what revenue or income can you make? I guarantee you that no teacher in America is ever telling kids how much they make. We need to stop talking about degrees and start talking about skills. What, what do you want to do when you grow up? I hate that question because most kids have no clue and they don't even know more than three different careers. What we need to ask them is what lights them up. What lights your kids up? Where do they get flow time? Where do they get fired up? And not just hobbies. Hobbies don't add value necessarily to others. They can add value to yourself, which is great. 
But what, what things that light them up that add value to other people around them? You know, we have a game inside a gravy stack where kids actually go through hundreds of different jobs around the world and what they make. And then they live in the game, they live off of a monthly budget of the real income. So they learn trade-offs of, wow, if I want to, maybe I like making other people feel better. I love the feeling I get when others feel better after I've interacted with them. That could be a counselor or a therapist. That could be a comedian. That could be a copywriter. There's so many different ways that kids' skills can be utilized to create value in the world. And we need to be teaching them at a young age the different types of value they can create with their skills. Now, Scott, does it outline for them how old you have to be in order to become one of those jobs? Like you know, just the other day, my nine-year-old was asking me, how old do you have to be to be a chameleon? And I said, you know, to be honest, uh, I don't know. But if you mean you want to make people laugh, you can do that at any age. So just curious if your app covers that. because That was a real question the other day in my house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think she meant comedian, but yes. Um, that's why we need to train children that you can't change who you are. <laughs> hey man, I, hey, I, 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 I'm relating with your daughter on words. You know, there's a word that I tried to spit out a second ago. I get a little tongue tied myself, right? Like it happens sometimes, you know, not everybody's laughing with us. I love it. I love it. The right people laugh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, so Sky, the when we get back together, we're gonna to do a training on this because Joey and I felt like this is so valuable. Like, if anything, like we want to be there for us. And if you if you relate to some of the struggles that we have, and and you want to share with your family how that they can be better with money, how they can learn how to save, spend, and give more, and and that they they don't they don't have this entitlement mentality. I want you to join us with that. So part of that training is teaching this this information, what else are they going to get when they show up to that? Yeah. So I, one of the things we haven't hit on too much is for the last nine years, I've searched the globe for the best hundred families. So we've served 7 million families in all of our companies so far. Um, I'm obsessed on family legacy and family legacy doesn't just mean like Rothschilds and Trumps and stuff. Family legacy is raising kids and grandkids and great grandkids to blow by you in every category. That's what it is. Faith, values, mindsets, skill sets, financial competency, impact in the world, value creation. If you do that three or four times in a row and the family gets stronger with each generation, you're doing something right. And so my job for the last nine years has been to extract the strategies of those families, the best in the world. And you'd be amazed at the things they do that no one else does. Hmm. So we have 18 of these strategies and tools that we train on at dinner table. So we're going to go over the top three together in our training on how you can really empower your family. And money is a, a, a part of it for sure. We will hit the home economy. We'll talk about value creation, but there is a lot more here that we want to unpack. And so that's the training we're going to go through together. Um, and we're looking forward to hanging out with more of your listeners in person or in in a webinar training format, but we get to engage with them specifically. Well, J Tribe, so I know that you got value, no pun intended, from today's podcast. Um, and I want you to join us. So go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash dinner table. 
and join us live. Or if you hear in this after the fact, you'll get the recording, you'll get other access points for this content that is so incredibly important. Scott, I, I can't thank you enough for being on today. Um, just really appreciate it. If people want to connect with you outside of even this webinar opportunity, what would you what would you do to encourage them to connect with you? Yeah, if you guys want to connect directly with us, you can have a uh, just schedule a conversation with some of our experts. Just go to dinnertable.com. You can schedule a, a meeting or download the Gravy Stack app if you have kids ages six and up all the way through college. That's your best place to go. And then any any place on social, just I'm Scott Donald. It's the easiest way to engage. We put out daily content to help families. Uh, thank oh, you, Scott. So so, so good. Thank you, Trav, for listening. And hopefully you will join Joey and I in this webinar as we all learn how to be better with money with our kids and raise up entrepreneurial kids, not necessarily entrepreneurs. Have a great day. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.